Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Detroit Dart Talk, and today we are at Dart Zone Pro Central. Uh, we're going to talk everything about the Dart Zone Pro and compare it to some of the um, similar blasters on the market right now. Um, yeah, for those of you who have one in hand, yeah. lucky lucky Tim yeah. over there. So, um, in the studio, obviously I'm here today, and in the studio with us we have a guest. Matt Cogswell, um, who has uh, graciously agreed to join us because he has uh, one of the comparable blasters that we're going to talk about today. So uh, we're using his expert opinion on that. We'll, we'll get back to that later. And then uh, calling in remotely, uh, we have... Eric Shellerman in the house. Well, not in the house. Well, I'm in my house, so <laughs> I'm, I'm in the, I can be in a house. Yeah, calling in like usual from South Kakalaki. Uh, got a couple blasters in front of me, uh, which none of which are a Dart Zone Pro, but uh, <laughs> we'll let we'll let Tim talk about that one. I do have a Spamp in front of me, but we can talk about that later. Uh, I, I want to hear about that one. Um, so yeah, so uh, Tom is uh, schooling, so good for him. Mac is off doing, or not Mac, uh, <laughs> Connor. <laughs> Connor's off doing Connor things as usual. Um, eh, we may, uh, we may eventually get him back in the studio with us. And when there's a topic that he's familiar with, right. One yeah. that he, one that he wants to, that he has like good, uh, a good adder, you know, good info for. Connor's become more of a silent partner for us than a, uh, a co-host. <laughs> he, he gives yeah. Us- I was actually, I was watching, um, I, I haven't watched Aldous in a long time. And I, I uh, picked up, I uh, went back to his channel because it's like, it, Aldos never gets pushed to me. It never gets recommended to me ever anymore. And it, ne- it almost never did before. It barely did. And uh, so I was like, why haven't I watched it? And I was just thinking, it just doesn't get put in front of me. It's the YouTube algorithm working against um, his channel for sure. It's I'm even subscribed to him and it doesn't put the stuff in front of me. Damn you. Uh, so, yeah, so that was kind of silly. And I went, to, I went on the channel and I was working on my spamp, and because uh, I got that in yesterday, I was working on the spamp, and I spent the whole day working on it. Um, I, I like to put Aldos on in the background. It's kind of like good, uh, good background. I can watch the games he's playing occasionally, or just like listen to what they're talking about. Um, and he was talking about how people said he should have a Nerf arena, and and he sort of addressed the topic there of saying like. There's, uh, for you know, maybe I'm putting words in his mouth, but he was saying to the effect that it's, um, it's really hard to make money uh, with the Nerf arena. He's doing um, some parties now with that, with with Nerf type activities, um, but it's it's hard to pay the bills um, with that kind of thing. So his parkour classes are what keeps the lights on, um, but he's got these, you know, other options uh, along with it. And he called out, you know, you that to run a full time nerf party business you really have to love it and he's like i said something to the effect of you know i don't know how detroit dark club does it but uh shout out to shout out to connor wow, for that that's um, awesome which it's funny because connor is branching into other things like yep. vr so yep. vr you know. and, and dodgeball and... there's there's how it goes you know it is hard to run a nerf business you Absolutely. know as a as your daily activities um, I just thought that was interesting. I hadn't watched it in a while, so I don't know if he's what he's talked about in the last you know couple months that I missed. Well, I know uh, he what? he was on hiatus for a while when he moved to his new arena. Yeah, yeah. I watched the I, I saw the new arena video. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So um, it was very jarring when I came back to watching it because uh, I don't I didn't notice the timestamp how far apart those were and 
he started the live stream in the new arena and they were about to start the game and and i was just like what is going on like they, you know it was like a break your neck kind of moment going from the last video i watched as the last one in his old arena to you know you know goodbye farewell the kind of thing and then boom hey we're about to start games in the new arena like hmm. let's go and uh kind of kind of got to see how the arena is set up it's just like the same but bigger you know taller bigger um i think he said his ceilings were like 55 feet tall wow in there which is just ridiculous so he's got drop ceilings into sort of lower it down and have less heating bill yeah. <laughs> which is you know smart in a, a northern city yeah he's in uh, rochester new york but uh, pre shout out to Aldos yeah. because I did I did enjoy what I was watching. I do enjoy watching his games. I blame YouTube yeah. for not putting it in front of me anymore. Curse YouTube and it's money mongering. Yeah, Tim, what you been up to? Uh printing an FDL two X. I've got I don't know maybe three. So have you just given up on the surprise for Sebastian? Oh no, it's it's going to be a Christmas gift. But he, has, <laughs> you, keep, he you keep talking about it though. He, he hasn't been listening. Oh, okay. At least I hope not. If he is, he no longer a loyal fan of his phone father. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think he listens regularly. I think if there's something I tell him about, he'll go and listen to that one. I don't even know if he still has the podcast app on his phone. <laughs> but you take away podcasts from him as punishment? Nah, I just take the phone out of his hands because <laughs> it's always there. The kids like glued to it. Glued to the phone. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I feel like that as an adult. Yeah, I, my my wife has to tell me on occasion put the phone away. Same here. Yeah, I got three grandkids you know at home and they're constantly on their phones too. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like it's part. Of, it's just part of society now. It is. I don't know. You got to balance it, right? It's there's balance. Find balance in everything, but you can't even can't really say. Don't, you know, get off your phone. You spend too much time on it because like, everybody does. It's the instant gratification um, thing. Actually, kind of the one thing I one thing I don't like about Nerf is that it's it's hosted on Facebook. And I haven't I didn't really use Facebook for a long time. But now that I'm on Facebook for Nerf events, I, I happen to bump into other like Facebook type items, posts and things like that. You know, people I'm friends with who use Facebook and I'm like, dang it. I don't even want to look at this video. It's shoving in my face, but here I am. Right. <laughs> I, uh, I I can't stand how Facebook affects our community. I actually have started leaving uh, some of the Facebook groups uh, that I'm in related Nerf. Yeah, there's plenty that you don't need to be a part of. I mean, yeah. we well, don't just don't need to name any ones. But yeah, just it's if it doesn't make you happy yep. when you see it, it's probably not good probably not a good place to spend your time yeah it all goes back to that uh toxicity episode we did <laughs> toxicity so of our city, of our city. that's what to, i always think of back to projects so yeah I've, I've been working on printing an fdl and um that's pretty much it for me you you just got your spam right i've been i've been busy as a busy little bee when it comes to nerf it's great um i actually have been able to leave work at five so I've been uh, <laughs> around five and it's been great for me to actually do something with my time. Um, yeah. So I got the, uh, what we were talking uh, with Ben Anderson last week on Foamcast radio um, with our, our episode for the previous week. And uh, we were taught, you mentioned the EC nerf body kit was now available on Thingiverse. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So I checked that out. Um, 
while we were on the episode, I actually downloaded it, and then I started printing it after we were done with the episode. And I I printed um, the armor kit, as he as he calls it, and I was starting to print the Picatinny rails uh, that slide over the Nerf rails. Then I realized, I was like, it doesn't really need it. It looks pretty darn good um, without the Picatinny rails. I like the the crimson color on my on my Crimson Recon that it that it is now on. Uh, named Melisandre for all you Game of Thrones fans out there. Uh, it's uh, yeah, I printed that body kit out right away, installed it. I already had um, uh, the stock block, so I can use the original recon stock. So the stock is has the reinforcements in it, so it's nice and actually usable. Um, yeah, and sort of finished that up by throwing in a. I, I had a nine kilogram and a twelve kilogram spring for the spam, um, and I decided I was going to put the twelve in the spam, so I threw the nine uh, in the in the recon the melisandre and got that thing uh modded up so that's that's pretty cool that's um i added the orange modworks metal trigger that you gave me tim which was is kind of a fun thing and it, it's really made out of like parts that is scrounged up like parts that came you know came from a prophecy kit uh or things that i stuck that i put in an order like a you know a plastic breach and things like or a, yeah the plastic breach and uh bolt sled it's got a couple little mods like that. Um, so I finished that up, and it's it's done, and I just I played with it a little bit around the house. Um, but then I got I got a Spamp, which I could just talk about the Spamp forever. I'm in love with the Spamp. Yeah. I really, it's expensive. That's the thing that I think a lot of people see the price and say, Oof. But when you get it in your hand and you see how it's made and constructed, it's uh, surprisingly good quality and smart you know i i really appreciate the engineering that went into this thing it's uh well that's just it it's it's a whole new blaster if you think about it because you're only using what one or two parts from From the original one yeah yeah now there's the uh the handle the handle assembly which the, the handle assembly is important because it holds the trigger and the catch so it provides all the locations for you to mount those kind of things um and then the uh you, you keep the plunger tube, which is which is also important because it it uh, it has the features for the you know the air delivery and the cap uh, to retain all that. But then you replace yeah you replace the breech um, and then you add a magazine holder section. Oh, and you keep the handle as well. Yeah, the um, the priming handle is still is the stock priming handle, which is okay. It's a little a uh, little small for a twelve kilogram. I think. I mean, it's fine, but you know. Now, do you Everything have, else about it is fantastic. Do you actually replace the breach, or is the breach still the priming mechanism? Uh, so the pusher, um, so the breach is is uh, the pusher. So the breach on this is technically, I guess, what you call the breach is the part that the dart gets pushed into. Oh yeah, um, that's true. What? But the, the breach on this is just a three D printed ring. It's it's a separate part. He prints it completely separately from everything else. And it's a it's a little ring with a with a lead-in chamfer on it that slots in, and that's another one of his his nice uh, engineering tricks is that the slot for the for the the breech is is made in such a way that it prints without supports, um, and you, you slot that in to give a, a slope, and then that sort of encapsulates the barrel, so it keeps the barrel from sliding backwards, um, and it, there's a feature that prevents it from sliding forwards, so you you fully contain uh, the barrel with that method. And then the pusher, uh, the pusher itself is replaced, right? So there's you don't you you don't reuse an O-ring or anything um, on the pusher that where it seats in the uh, where it seats in the barrel, but you do reuse the O-ring 
from the original pusher on the 3D printed breech pusher okay. uh, that comes with the kit. Now, what, so there's, what about the, the breech cover? Is that... Uh, breech cover... Yeah, because am I thinking of the right... It's made from a falcon fire, right? It is, yeah. So that breech cover is also your priming handle of sorts. Right, but you use um, you use the the stock breech cover, right? You do, yeah, you do. Um, it's got a it's got a couple little grooves on it to give you some some purchase for your hand. Um, it's it's a decent size for it's big for a kid's hand. It's it's about medium for an adult hand, I would say. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm pretty good with it. I could see how I could pinch myself if I you know with a twelve kilogram in here because it does take a little bit of. A little bit of force to get it going, um, and then I did the uh, I did the sharp fire mod where I, I got a sharp fire and I pulled out the, uh, the plunger and I pulled out the catch uh, the catch uh, lever to swap those over it's because they're they're supposed to be um, stronger a stronger design than the original um, Falcon Fire ones. You can see you can actually see that they are almost exactly the same, but Nerf tried to cost out. Those parts they made them they made them thinner and uh, like they they put like ribs in them to remove the amount of plastic that's in there when they went to the Falcon Fire. Ah. So we felt it felt very uh, Alpha Strike line esque when I when I saw them side by side. It was like why did they cheap out on this crap? Because they cheap out with every successive generation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This was pretty obvious in this case. Um. But yeah, so I got that with the nut with a uh, twelve kilogram in there, and the stock um, the stock barrel, which he did change the barrel after a while. There was a midway point in his process or his design process where he got a new barrel material, and the new barrel material is a little bit tighter than the one it first shipped with. Um, so that barrel material plus my upgraded plunger catch and a twelve kilogram spring is shooting one hundred and fifty fps Holy uh, with with workers yeah yeah so it shoots 150 fps with workers which is really good um it is not the most consistent thing in the world though it's pretty cons it's decently consistent it's usably consistent but it's not um every shot is not going to be perfect actually i actually crushed a dart and sucked a i vacuum loaded a piece of the dart into the plunger which is kind of funny <laughs> I, I disassembled. I disassembled it to inspect it, um, and I actually am finding that the the supposedly upgraded plunger is already deforming um, inside after a day's worth of playing. So probably like fifty shots. Ooh. Uh, yeah, the plunger. The plunger has an area that's deforming on it. So um, if you if you've done this trick, and again, my uh, one of my modding heroes, Bradley Phillips, is the one who kind of directed these like, had these good ideas check your plunger um i can tell you that a problem with mine is is the plunger does not seal all the way it's not anywhere close to an airtight seal right now um which is part of the inconsistency um i backed it with teflon tape but i think that i am going to have to um epoxy those holes there's like the 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 o-ring on the plunger um rides in a groove that has holes in it so in a certain position um, the O-ring rolls forward. Ideally, the O-ring is rolling forward and it's exposing these little slots, which which prevents vacuum loading, I guess. I, I which, On a breech-loaded blaster like the stock blaster, I don't know what 
that helps with. But then when it's fired, the O-ring is pushed to the back of the plunger shape, right? So when it pushes to the back, there's no holes there, and it should be theoretically completely sealed. Okay, interesting. Yeah, ideally. But on mine, it is not 100% sealed. Um, I put some Teflon tape, I was saying, but I need to try a little bit more Teflon tape um, to, to sort of build up the area under the O-ring and see if that's the issue. Now, that kit wasn't really built around a 12 kg spring, though, was it? It was not. It was built up uh, to a 9, nine. kg. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pushing, I'm modding a mod kit. Right. So that's... Yeah, I know Bradley did a 12 on his. <laughs> Who was that, Max? Sorry? Uh, Brad. Phillips. Phillips. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah, a, he did. He did the 12. He did. he did a 12, and he did yeah. a brass barrel. Right. And then I saw today Valor Lionheart um, did a did a brass barrel with a 12 kg, also getting 180 FPS. And there's, there's a little something fishy about that because I decided to whip up a brass barrel last night. The pusher does not fit inside a 17 30 seconds um, piece of brass. And it does, and it is loose, like actually like movable loose in a nine sixteenths piece of brass. So, um, I, I read in a comment that Bradley Phillips uh, did something like he flared the brass, or he he. It wasn't a very clear description, but something to do with flaring. So I went and I looked in my uh, in my toolbox, and I found um, I had to build brake lines for a kit car that I did um, a couple years back. And I had a uh, brake double flaring toolkit, and I used the, the the flaring tool and a hammer, and I hammered the brass onto the flaring tool. Ooh. I know that um, Captain Xavier uses one of those kits. Um, when he's okay, he must. Have, I should look into that because he must have a special one. The one I have does not um, doesn't actually grip the uh, the size of brass. It too, uh, my brass is too small, or uh, it's in between sizes. Yeah, the brass is in between sizes, so um, I, I I had to just basically take a hammer and I I hit the top of the brass and hammered it on and I got it to flare out and I can get it to seal against the barrel, um, sort of, sort of. It's not it's not great, hmm. so I, I got to play with it more. But it was a pretty it was a really fun journey last night. I just stuck the basic barrel back in and it's shooting 150 fps, so that's pretty good. Um, Mac, you've been working on any projects recently? Uh, I built kind of a wimpy privacy. Uh, been using it, uh, basically playing with the grandkids. It's, uh, got basically stacked prophecy eternals. I put, uh, I got the blue one. I put the blue sonic retaliator barrel on it. So and that's basically it. I'm just waiting for my uh, Dark Zone Pro to come in. Do you know what uh, what it's hitting? Um, I put a 7 kg spring in it, so it's probably hitting about 80, 85. Okay. So that's about the we'll same stop. as our. That's about the same as our Retalicons. You because know, my my uh, gear up Retalicon is pretty much the exact same internals and and mostly same externals as Eric's that he was describing. I have the. EC nerf yeah, the, rail and what, what we have should be shooting about 100 to 110 though, right? Uh, mine's 95 to 105. So with with good darts. Yeah. I I can only shoot AF waffles in it. Ah. Um it, it the other ones they they mostly come out of the barrel but they tend to just go everywhere. 
Nah. Do you see that on yours, Mac? Like, what do you have to pick special darts for your prophecy, or does it just you just pick up whatever? You I find? basically uh, pick up whatever, but I mainly use uh, Venture Force. Mm-hmm. I try. To... I had problems with the like Accufakes or Accu Strikes, um, getting you know these the faux barrels on the recon, and um, and which barrel did you say you had on your prophecy? I put the um, orange or the worker one in it, the clear. With the, the worker clear, yeah, with the um, retaliator barrel, but I got okay, the orange so, clear inner barrel on it. So just regular worker yeah. barrel material. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that that's probably about the same as stock nerf barrel material diameter. I can't remember. It is. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. Okay. Yeah. It's um, probably hitting. You said you, it's a seven kilograms. Spring? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably about right because with our nines, it's it's hitting around a hundred. Yeah, I don't want it too uh, hitting too hard. Yeah, you don't want to make children cry. Right, yeah. not in that way, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just That's basically funny. build it to look cool. Yeah, it, it's a fun platform. Um, there is a what I believe is a inherent design flaw, and we'll get into that uh, once we get into the main topic. Oh today. yeah, well you won't Mac won't see that. Yeah, not with, and that's what I was going to say with the, with the lower Yeah, level. okay. But You're right. For those of you who are guessing, um, the stock point bond the prophecies cracks. Um, and we'll we'll get more into that later. But let's uh, let's use that as a segue. Let's move into our main topic, which is uh, uh, Dart Zone Pro and its competitors. So um, people are starting to get the Dart Zone Pro, and uh, for one hundred and eighty dollars uh, shipped, you are getting. Uh, 150 to 180 FPS out of the box. You, you, you pull it out, you put in a couple of uh, uh, pins, you put in a couple of thumb screws, and you're ready to go. Um, and so we wanted to talk about what the comparable blasters are on the market. So obviously there is the CETA, there is the Prophecy, there's all the various um, retaliator-type uh, builds that you could do. Um, and then I guess somewhat to a lesser degree, and, and Eric was saying off, off, uh, Mike, that the Caliburn is more of a long shot, um, type build. And, and, and I'll, I brought mine today and I'll, I'll go into why I thought that it kind of ties into what we're looking at today, but yeah. it kind of doesn't, um, when we the get Caliburn's there. long shot even and again, right? Like if you just look at plunger tube sizes, yeah, uh, it's it's huge. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a great all-around package. The uh, the plastic feels solid. Um, it's got really hefty uh, metal priming bars internal, like the um, the original Prophecy barrel that we got. Um, it's not a true takedown magwell, which is what a lot of people originally thought. You know, because the Cita is a true takedown upper lower. AR style um, shell where you pull the two pins and you pull the front half off and you can get to all the internals. When we first saw the Dart Zone Pro, that's kind of what we thought that they were going for as well. And that's not the case. It's just a quick detach of the front end barrel so that you can break it down for transport or to change your barrel out or whatever. Um, it, it saved them money on shipping when they had to ship a thousand. Yeah, that too. Um, so you don't get the true takedown of the CETA. Um, so I... You know, when we start weighing pros and cons, I guess that's a, a point in the CETA's favor. But um, you get 
uh, Omni uh, or multifunctional magwell. So you can do full length and half darts um, in the same magwell just by switching out your mag. Is there a standardized term for that in our hobby now at this point? I know Jet calls it Omni. I mean, I'll give Jet this one. <laughs> I guess. So so for lack of a better term, we'll call it Omni. So the Dart Zone Pro has an Omni magwell. Um, it has... Um, you know, lower pump grip, which is what seems to be the preferred priming style in our hobby. You know, the, all of the uh, Retaliator and Retalicons um, that you see are converted from top prime to, to pump grip of some sort. Uh, it comes with a Picatinny foregrip. It comes with uh, Picatinny sights. Or Actually, I guess, is the Dart Zone Pro Weaver? Because what's the difference between Weaver and Picatinny? Weaver has the channel going through the center, right? I don't remember because I remember in paint back when I was in paintball a long time ago, um, Weaver, it was like Weaver's Weaver was the thing for a while. Like everybody had Weaver this yeah. or that. Cause I don't know if that used to be a, a big standard or what. So from what I have gathered and I haven't done specific research, I believe that Weaver and Picatinny attachments are pretty much interchangeable. Picatinny, the cross section bars go all the way across. Whereas Weaver, there's a channel. Um, down the center of the bars. So the Dart Zone Pro has Weaver. The Cita has Weaver. The Prophecy has Picatinny. And then um, Worker, all of their rails are made uh, with Picatinny. So, um, so yeah, you get two uh, fixed-place Picatinny sites or Weaver sites. Um, yeah, and one other thing that we missed on the Prophecy just while we're talking about standards, the prophecy has another standard. Do you know what those key, those keyholes are called on the side? Um, I think it's keyhole attachment, isn't it? Sure, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it although, is. Uh, although the the one that we borrowed from uh, our club member to have in studio today. Uh, so shout out to Josh Janeway for letting us borrow his blue prophecy and his blue Cita, um, so that we had more examples in hand to play around with. Um, but his prophecy does not have the standard uh, prophecy front barrel on it. It has oh the MCX kit. That's it, what it's called. Is, is that it, or is it called the Honey Badger? I thought it was called uh, the. the honey um, so MCX is the one with the keyhole attachments, and it's longer. The okay. Honey Badger is that short, um, the shorter barrel, gotcha. like what's on Josh. Yeah, so Josh's Josh has the Honey Badger with uh, a rose gold um, worker pump. He also has the rose gold uh, trigger. Uh, his is a pretty sharp looking one. Um, and uh, where was I? Oh, uh, the other attachment that the Dart Zone Pro comes with is the, the buffer uh, tube stock, which um, is one of the things that people are already noticing is, is one of the downsides on the Dart Zone Pro is, is the, um, the buffer tube tends to slip if you're putting too much pressure on it. So some people have uh, put regular uh, buffer stocks on and uh, have solved that problem. Um, I've got a. What about yours, Tim? So my my Dart Zone stock was slipping, um, and I initially pulled my um, uh, name's escaping me. The uh, Cobra Serpent um, ah, Brain Fart, whatever the stock. You initially, the, the stock that I got from Brett and is on my FDL. The Python. The uh, I have a Python uh, <laughs> butt stock yeah. on my FDL. So I put that one on, and it was slipping as well. But right now I have my worker um, buttstock on, and it seems to be 
pretty hmm. solid. Much better. Yeah, I'm I'm pushing on this thing pretty darn hard. So what what we have noticed, hmm. Mac and I were looking at it when we were out in the uh, the arenas playing around. Is it's not the actual stock portion; it's the notches on the buffer tube that are uh, causing the issue. So what happens is the most like the standard uh, buffer stocks are um, round pins and holes, whereas the mm-hmm. buffer tube on the Dart Zone Pro is square. And so the um, the flat edge on the the recessed edges of the buffer round off, and the pin slides out. So there, there's two holes or two recessed areas on my buffer tube that are already starting to to wear away and round away. Wow, so really quickly. Yeah. Or it actually is a wear issue that happens. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So I, I think the worker um, stock that I put on here, the pin goes further in, and so that it's not uh, not pushing against the, the lip and, and um, wearing it away. Hmm. So it seems to be working better. So that's that's probably something I will keep on here is the worker one. Um, well, what's up with the uh, CETA stock? How does that work? back and forth compatibility wise can you so, swap those I, no you can't because it's more of a pin but well you, mm-hmm. you talking about swapping the uh, stacks himself so yeah i think it has to be because yeah janeway, yeah you janeway's can. um I, I think it's a standard buffer tube as well yeah let's see yeah it is it is yeah. uh so i wonder what would happen if you took the dz pro stock and put it on the cita well let's find out We'll use Max because he got his off before I got Josh's off. They're not easy on the Cetas. All right. So, ooh, oh, it, nope. it doesn't fit. The uh, the tolerance is uh, too tight. The hole on the stock of the Dart Zone Pro. Uh, there we go. Oh. It it's very tight fit. Um, mm, okay. And oh, so here's the other thing. Um, I mentioned that the the pin on the Dart Zone Pro uh, stock is square, and the holes in the buffer tube on the seat are round, so it won't lock in. But it's also extremely tight. I'm not going to push this any further on. Mm. So there you go, Mac. You should. Uh, <laughs> oh, never mind. It's a different pump system. There's no there's no front grip Picatinny for the Cita, uh, is there? No, there isn't. Not, not without 3D printing. Right. I was gonna say you should swap the uh, the stocks and the grips and take a picture. Stocks, grips, mags, all that. I do want to see about the Cita stock on the Dark Zone Pro. That it does fit, um, and it's pretty solid too. It doesn't look that bad either. Oh, oh no, it no, collapses. It, yeah, it just collapsed. If you've got it locked in in your shoulder and you're pulling on it, it doesn't give. But the second you let go, the um, the pin starts to release because it's just a tension uh, spring. Oh, now I got it stuck. <laughs> so yeah, so Dart Zone Pro comes with a lot of goodies. Um, you know, and one of the things we we looked at right away is. We took the Dart Zone Pro out of its box, put it together, and then Max Red Cita is stock. So we pulled his out, and we ran 
uh, both Worker Gen 3s and the Dart Zone ammo through uh, both blasters. Um, the Dart Zone Pro was hitting one, 168 to 183, I think. Um, and the seat is only like hitting like 70 because it's, it's just the, the standard um, internal kit. So, I, Mac, you paid, what, 70 for 70 your for that. So yeah. definitely the better uh, or less impact on your wallet, but, you know, you're only getting basically stock performance. Um, it's a, a dollar per FPS. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I think it was hidden more like 80, 80, 80 85. So 95 cents per FPS. <laughs> Man, um, you, know, you know, performance costs money. So it's, uh, you know, the Dart Zone Pro costs more just because higher performance. Well, I don't think the CETA was really designed to be powerful out of the box. I think Jet went more after, so you can buy their upgraded internals to put in it. Yeah, yeah, they have a built-in uh, purchasing pathway. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you spend more money with them. Um, and then we also played around with Josh's prophecy, which is hitting right around the same as um, the Dart Zone Pro. It's hitting right around one one seventy ish. Um. So that was interesting because now we had a similar benchmark to see how the Dart Zone darts performed out of it. And they were noticeably better out of the Dart Zone Pro than they were out of the um, out of the Prophecy. So they were hitting so the Dart Zone Pro, both the Worker Gen 3s and the Dart Zone Pro darts were hitting 180. Out of the Prophecy, the Worker Gen 3s were hitting 180. The Dart Zone Pros were only hitting what was it about 140. 140, 145. With the metal barrel With, installed? Yeah. It, so Josh's prophecy. Let me let me grab my phone so I can read off what he said it is. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious about this. All right. So he said the prophecy has the worker accuracy kit, the metal plunger, and an 28N spring. That, oh, so that's the that's the big boy spring. That's yeah. the it, it's the collapsible worker stock, but it's got the extended um, tube for the longer spring. Right. The thing about the the twenty eight and the twenty five is they're both pretty stiff springs. Yeah, it's it's got a and decent, those are the two fine. the two full length extended springs that worker make. Yeah. So, um, but so I mean that's pretty much topped out at that point then right because there isn't much more you could do you can put a longer barrel on so for comparison since i mean i'm not there so i couldn't bring it out for the direct comparison but i have very similar kit um metal metal sled metal breech metal pusher um and i have a monkey mods extended barrel so my barrel sticks out of the end about five centimeters out of the end of the mcx shroud puts the total length somewhere around 30 centimeters okay and i'm hitting about two about 200 okay oh, that's a big difference well I, with the worker gen 3s this was hitting about 180 one so he's gaining about 20 fps with that that longer barrel so uh, it's yeah. a significantly longer barrel yeah interesting yeah i think that there's a lot a lot of uh and it's a 25 newton spring i've gotten here not the 28 okay so um, um the barrel the barrel made a big difference it was 180 
with the using the worker um, the black barrel that worker makes that has the integrated scar. Okay. So um, the uh, the worker the worker scar is basically uh, the it's the orange barrel plus the length of the scar. It, so it's no it's really no longer than that. But it was getting 180 out of this setup. Uh, so pretty pretty similar to what you're seeing. Nice. I got the extra 20 FPS by switching to the monkey bots barrel. Now Josh's Sita has the metal plunger and plunger tube. It has a metal bolt sled. It has the worker half length kit. Um, so it's full breach. Um, it's a blue bolt sled. I had never yeah, I seen a metal uh, a, a worker bolt sled that was blue. That's kind of interesting. Isn't that an AK Blaster Mods product? Yes. Is it? Okay, that makes yep. sense. Um, I know the uh, the plunger and the spring in it is the AK Mods. Because I thought AK Blaster right, Mods they was have just their, an importer. Their own brand. Yeah, they do make some of their own stuff. Okay, I'll have to. Um, at, at, Although I can't confirm this 100, percent but it, it sounds like the um, bolt sled in the Dart Zone Pro is retaliator compatible um, yeah i'm kind of interesting to know for sure i have not seen somebody put it in but uh, i have seen somebody pull it out pull the stock one out of the dart zone pro and set it next to a retaliator bolt sled and they hmm. were comparable by the way nf strike does have a metal kit now i just looked at it it's uh, under who makes this uh they don't say but they have a kit with a 16 kilogram uh, oversized long spring. It looks like it's just an airsoft spring um, and a really long uh, plunger. It's it's got basically like a nose pick or like a crochet needle sticking out of it, and uh, it comes with a metal plunger, a couple other pieces. So I, I pulled the plunger tube out of his Sita. It's uh, actually, so the plunger itself is not metal. It looks like machine Delrin. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, that's that's plastic or acetyl Delrin, whatever you want to say. But the plunger tube is uh, aluminum. But this, this Ceta, the blue Ceta that's Josh's, is hitting 250, 260 consistently with a scar barrel. So this thing is impressive. So you can get a Cita up there, but I know he spent quite a bit of money on it. Hey Tim. Yes. <clears throat> yep, that looks like the internal kit. The so, whole kit. Although it's a purple bolt sled in this picture, what's that kit cost? Uh, one, one oh eight. So, right there you're looking at one eighty, and then. He's got an, you know a another twenty five dollars in his. Does um, he got a metal? Uh, you can't tell if he's got a metal catch in it. You'd have to uh, take out the. Yeah, I, I, he does have an orange Modworks metal trigger on it. Um, so he, he's got quite a bit of money uh, into the blue Cedar. And I am just butchering trying to get this upper lower back together. <laughs> So let's talk pros and cons. So obviously we already talked about the fact that the 
uh, the buffer stock on the Dart Zone Pro is tended to slip. Although it does have a neat little feature um, that I do want to call out. So a lot of people in their posts on the um, Dart Zone um, fan club uh, Facebook group were trying to figure out what the little um, little piece of orange plastic is. It's got a, a half circle um, on one end, and then it's probably two and a half inches long. It's a uh, de-jamming tool. So you can you can fish it into the um, the open area on the breach. And, oh, a de-jamming tool. Yep, that's nice. And it stores in the stock. So you know how Whoa. you know how it has the uh, the rubber uh, coating on, or rubber padding on the end. Uh huh. It that pulls off, and there is a spot to store that. There's a little notch that it slides into, and then it snaps in place. So you will nice. have you will have a little de-jamming tool on the field with you if you're using the Dart Zone stock. So, and also, uh, for anybody who can't find their replacement O-rings out of the box, they're in that little compartment underneath the, the rubber pad on the stock. Uh, I think in Drax Twitch Stream, they were underneath the blaster, but they are shipping inside that little compartment on the stock. So, so that's a neat little thing. Um, I just wish the, the stock didn't collapse when you put enough pressure on it. But that can be fixed by throwing a worker stock on it or some other variant. Um, and honestly, that's I haven't had any other complaint about the... Well, all right, I do have one other complaint, and it's a design thing. You cannot deprime the Dart Zone Pro. You have to fire it. Eric, did we lose you? No, I'm here. Oh. I just, I'm hearing literally every third word. Oh no. I'm fumbling with this Cita. Is it getting any better? Uh right now? Yeah, I mean it's I think it I can hear myself. It, that that came back by the way. But I, don't worry about it. There we go. I think I got it now. Line, you got to line up the bolt. Yeah. Oh man. There's definitely a learning curve to putting uh, CETA back together. <laughs> I didn't get something right. <laughs> what I usually do is take it apart, pull out the sled. Oh, bring that down. I gotcha. I see. Aha. See, that's why we have you in studio. You're our CETA expert. Well, I'll keep playing with this. So There you go. Um, so yeah, that's, those are the couple of things that I've noticed with the Dart Zone Pro so far is the, um, the fact that you can't deprime it. And I don't know if you guys heard it earlier, there was a, a pop in the studio and I had to deprime it after I had primed it to check clearance. Um, and the stock, um, other than that, I mean uh, the, oh yeah, Max reminding me the, uh, the foregrip is a little wobbly. Um, and I've got a, a worker angled grip on there right now, and even that one is a little wobbly. I'll pass it over. You yeah, we can yeah. see. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, seat is back together. So. Yeah, there's definitely a noticeable wobble in it. Um, now, what about the angle one you put on it? Uh, this one wobbled even more. So I, I have the mag pull. I think it's the V1 
It's a legit Magpul um, angled foregrip. But this one is held on with a single uh, screw into the Weaver or Picatinny rail. So whereas the Worker one has two screws, so it, it stabilizes it more. The Dart Zone Pro one doesn't have any bars going through the Picatinny. It just kind of encloses the the entire section of Picatinny rail that uh, is attached to the pump grip. It's more like a clamshell. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, that's exactly. It's a great uh, description. So, um, so three three kind of cons on the Dart Zone Pro: the wobbly foregrip, the um, the stock, and the fact that you can't deprime. Um, Cedar, I obviously Jet has a uh, less than stellar. Uh, shipping and customer service reputation. So that's something definitely to take into effect. I, it took me nine months to get my first one after I pre-ordered it. Yeah, Mac was a, a pre-adopter, and it took a while. Um, <clears throat> and immediately when people did start getting them, they came under fire for their, their plastic quality, which I don't know, is is the black generation? No, Nothing's different nothing's but the color. Different. Yep. So it, it is a bit creaky. Mm-hmm. Um, Handles really, yeah, grips the hand, really the bad. The handle is creaky. Oh. I'm, I'm holding it up to the mic so you can hear. Um, it's probably even worse because he's got the rubber grip yeah, on it. And, and that Josh had put a rubber um, grip wrap on. but And Josh had pointed out, so where the web of your thumb would sit uh, is where it's really loose. And they could have done a screw boss there, but they did not. So that's uh, that's part of what makes the handle so creaky. Um, I don't know if there's any 3D printed um, options for a grip because I know that this does come off. Right? Yeah, it does. Uh, is it is it clamshell? Does it unscrew or is it a slide off? Uh, I believe it's clamshell. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's got four screws in it. Uh, but yeah, so creaky plastic. Um, <clears throat> you don't get any better than stock performance out of the box. I think is a is a con. Yeah. Um, the, the the buffer stock is a little rattle. Yep, yeah, that rattles. Yeah, it rattles, and it's very difficult to get off. I mean, once you do get it off, mm, it is uh, very hard. It is a normal buffer stock. And I've known a couple people that broke it trying to take them off. I could see that. Um, Let me just throw this in. Oh gosh, blowing my own eardrums up. Um, let me throw this in here real quick. Yeah. When it comes to creaking, I think that's the one thing that makes me remember most of these things in toy. I don't necessarily like it, but it's one of the things about the prophecy that does better it does better than ever every other one. Yep. Although I haven't tried the DZ Pro. But so, my prophecy is solid. Uh the Dart Zone Pro doesn't really creak anywhere. Um it's Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty solid. solid. I mean there are a few things that kinda rattle when they're loose. Um, you know, you can hear the, the rings from the pins rattling a little bit, but it doesn't really creak. Mm-mm. You know, it's, it's more like the prophecy in that fact. Yeah. The, uh, gri- the grip on my span was making a bunch of noise too. So what I did is I got a bunch of electrical tape and I made a shim behind the grip. Yeah. Electrical and tape. And now it doesn't rattle. The modder's best friend. I really didn't appreciate electrical tape until I was uh, modding. So here, here is a pro tip for electrical tape use. Colored electrical tape, the adhesive is clear. Black electrical tape, the adhesive is tinted black. 
So when you go to take the electrical tape off, it leaves behind a black residue. So I always use orange. Um, that way, if I need to wrap a barrel, I have orange material, but the orange uh, adhesive on the electrical tape is clear, so it hmm. doesn't leave behind a residue. That's a good point. I never knew that. Um, I've never heard that before. I learned something. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I think that's probably the bulk of the cons on the CETA. Uh, Prophecy has a huge glaring one, and we've already alluded to it a little bit, is it has an inherent design flaw of um, cracking by the stock attachment point. That's um, right. Beat up worker. They deserve it. Yeah. So now correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but I know that the one that you have in your possession is the one that I sold you. And, and originally it had cracked in that area, and, and I had epoxied it, and it held up for a little bit. It held up for a little bit. The crack started coming back a little bit, and then I lent it to a friend who thought that you primed it by pulling on that, oh, no. and he ripped the back end off. Oh, no. So now, it it was barely holding on. Now, you replaced that section with a replacement prophecy shell, and didn't... I did. Thank you, worker, for not responding to any of my customer service questions. And you got me to buy another Prophecy. Good job. And uh, now the Prophecy I have right now has visual cracks in the same area forming. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I think that you said that your new one has cracked in the same spot. Now, I bought that one from Janeway, Josh Janeway, the guy who's blue when we borrowed, um, at a point where he was thinking of getting out of the hobby. He had two built at the same time. One, The one I bought was a full-length prophecy at the time and he also had a half length one built that he sold to our friend andrew in the club andrews has also cracked in the exact same spot so i've laid hands on four five different prophecies i think at this point six um jeff from toledo nerf troop has one now his mm, yep. is set up for hvz uh, velocities and his is the only one i've touched that has not cracked in that area he runs yep. full lengths, though, on that, don't he? Or he he used to. I think he has a setup for half lengths. He's he's running when he full brought length. it when he brought it here. He had it set up. Him and his wife were set up for full lengths. Yeah, but he's he's since so, switched so, it. He's okay. using full length or full size mags, but half length darts. Uh, okay, he's got the the worker hex mags. But yep. uh, so I I think that means that if you're although running... he was using a long shot at Endwar. Yeah. But I, th I think he set the prophecy up for the same. Dark he was season. having issues with his prophecy. I remember this. The brass pins on the sides kept shearing off. So I think and he, I never understood. Yeah, yeah. There, I don't know what's going on with his though, because his he's cracked. I think two bolt sleds. So I don't know Ooh. what what's causing that. He's got something else. I've broken on. a couple of those too. The brass insert. Oh, okay. That's what he's talking yeah, I've, about. Yeah, I've heard of other people complaining about them. <clears throat> Posting on Nerf Modders Welcome. Yeah, they broke. they're basically a computer standoff mm -hmm. uh, part, and they're made out of brass, so they're real uh, soft. They're not made for yeah. sheer light. Right. Yeah, uh, another uh, case of us adapting other parts to our hobby. So I'm honestly surprised mine hasn't broken yet. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. I so. know. I mean, it would just figure that the, the brass standoffs would shear off yep. as opposed to the shell break. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, we've talked about cons on the three different, uh, I guess, pro-level blasters, if you want to call them that. Hobby level? Hobby level. Good good term, hobby level. Oh, uh, prosumer. Prosumer. Nice. <laughs> uh, let's talk about pros. Um, so going back to the Dart Zone Pro, uh, I cannot speak highly enough of the grip on this. It is hands down the most comfortable grip I have ever held on a blaster. Mac, Better me. than a Kronos? Yes. <sighs> it is amazing. It, it is so perfectly contoured to my hand. It is It's like holding a warm ball of sunshine. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. What now? It's like holding it's not a warm too big, it's ball not too small. of sunshine. Yeah, it, wow, it that's feels, pretty intense. It's, it's perfect. And it's got the rubber gripping on it, too, so... It just it feels yeah. it's perfect. It, it, it I cannot I cannot <laughs> solid gush enough about how perfect the the handle, the trigger handle on the Dart Zone Pro is. Um, That's some high praise there. Yeah. Um, other pros. Um, so it ships easy with, prime or no? It, it, is, yeah, it's it is very it is, easy. It's a pretty easy prime. Yep. Um, it ships with. Aluminum barrel installed, and it also comes with a plastic barrel you can switch out. So if you want to use like uh, the more traditional Adventure Force waffles, um, that the rubber won't be rubbing on the aluminum barrel, um, and it is pretty easy to switch out. Um, there are four screws at the front of the barrel shroud that you unscrew two on each side, and then that lip pulls forward with the uh the muzzle tip and then there is one screw underneath through the channel that the the pump grip primes through you unscrew that and then the barrel pulls straight forward and it's actually there's a notch uh that holds the barrel the plastic or the, i'm sorry the aluminum barrel in that screw that one screw underneath screws into a notch um and then to put the plastic barrel in, you just slide that one in. Now, there is not a uh, notch or a channel on the plastic one. The screw that you've loosened underneath just kind of digs into the plastic. And Max holding my plastic one, he can see the, the point where it's screwed in. Um, that might be something you want to be careful. Don't screw it too tight because you might crack that barrel. Yeah, I, I've almost wondered about maybe taking my Dremel and, and uh, putting a little divot there. Um but then, you know, you have to get it lined up perfectly each time. I don't, I mean, I, I cranked it down. I cranked the screw down underneath pretty tight when I put that one in, and that's all it, it did. So okay. I don't think I'm really in danger of causing any damage. But uh, that is something to be to noted, be noted is the plastic barrel does not have the, uh, the channel that the aluminum one does. But back to it being a pro, it is quite easy to switch that out. Whereas if... <coughs> Sorry, if you got the um, the tight aluminum barrels in the other blasters, you aren't going to be able to use Adventure Force waffles. You know, if you've got a brass breech or something like that. Right. <clears throat> so versatility. Um, what do we do now, Acida? So, uh, I I think the the immediate um, benefit to the Acida is it's got the upper lower magwell or upper lower. Um, blaster shell so you can field strip and and get to the internals quickly right yes it's that's a very cool thing it It is is. it it helps out a lot 
It's yeah. real quick. Yeah, you, you get a funky jam that you can't reach through the holes. You can you know you quickly pull it apart. You know if you uh, changing springs is real easy. Yep. So that's that's a good uh, bonus. Um, I I like the form factor of it. I, I think it's a good looking blaster. I wish it, the plastic was better quality, but uh, I do kind of like that the um, the shell itself has a um, uh, sling point mounted into it rather than you know just having holes to to mount one in i think that's in a decent spot um it's got a safety on it yeah so does the dart zone pro yep. oh they have they both have safeties yeah yep. they both have safeties on them yep mm. um, safety first i i i Mac, you're you're the actual user and owner of the CETA here. What other pros do you? Oh, I, I like that. You know, well, the way it's set up now, you can shoot short and long darts in it. Yep. And you can do That's that with Omni the breach. Right. Yep. You can, can do, do that do with that. the Dart Zone Pro as well. Uh, you cannot do that with the Prophecy. So that I guess nope. That's will a... be a negative in that one's category. Um, and it's bad in the Prophecy because you can only use worker standard uh, adapters or magazines. So you have to have their forward-aligned magazines if you have the full-length magazines that carry short darts. So if you have those in there, it'll work great because you put the dart at the front of the mag. Talon mags with an adapter work great. Um, is it artifact-made magazine? Yeah, artifacts are f a lot more forward. I, I thought or, they were centered. or Maybe I'm remembering incorrectly. Um, but katanas do not work. Uh, they they push up into the breach or to the pusher, so you you have to um, yeah you have to use a different adapter right right yeah yep you can't use the katanas in it yeah um, another thing but they will work in a in a jet blaster of course yes. so the CETA. yeah I've used but a, it's an omni so it doesn't even... I've used a worker in the CETA before. Uh, another okay. another yeah. thing nice I about the I think the CETA is you can clear jams out a little bit easier. The window, yep the the window is a lot bigger. Uh, out of the three on the table right yeah. now, it has the biggest window. Um, n not by far with the Dart Zone Pro. It's it's a little bit longer and a little bit wider. wider but yep. the Dart Zone Pro I think is definitely. Well, I don't. I, I guess I don't know that it's it's really any better than the prophecy after all, because the prophecy's window isn't as long, but it's much wider. Um, so, if you don't have as much room to move your fingers back and yeah. forth, but it is um, easier to get in. But I mean, the the CETA definitely has the biggest window. You know, I can reach it all the way up yeah. to my second knuckle, second knuckle going through, whereas I can't do that with the Prophecy or the Dart Zone Pro. I think another um, difference in the CETA is I can use a retaliator spring, and I can also use the jet, uh, their longer spring. That jet spring is really tiny, too. Um, or at least the one that... that um, Josh has in his jet looks like it that uses air sauce. That one there is not a jet one, though. I don't think that was. Uh, well, all right. I, I, if it took me so long to get so, that together, and now I'm pulling it apart. Doesn't Evike sell the black? Um, yes, yeah, that's, that's well. See, that was the misunderstanding. Is the black Cita that the Evike sells is basically the same as the 
white and blue one and the white and red one. Mm -hmm. the, the internals are exactly the same. And people were thinking that it was going to be coming with the, uh, what do we say, the, the Alpha, yeah, the, the the alpha, alpha kit. kit, which was the upgrade internals. The one that was supposed to get you 160 FPS. Which I don't think is even on the market yet, is it? Yes, it is out. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I just haven't heard much about it. Uh, I, Jet's kind of the black sheep. In yeah, the they kind hobby, of fell right? off. Now they're still around. I just people yeah. you know, are just very disappointed this... in their quality and their customer service. Yeah, there's a stigma. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they still sell plenty through Evike. Um, well, yeah, because you know I ordered the black and red one through them, and I think I got it like three weeks earlier than what they said it was supposed to get. I was supposed to get it. Now, so e they had accountability. Is, well, uh, yeah. Well, they they must have had them shipped from Jet to them because they're based out of New York, aren't they? So that's just what I was about to ask. What Ooh, what exactly know. is Evike? Is it a Taobao reseller? No, no. It's a airsoft, basically airsoft, but they're located in the U.S. Okay. So kind of like NF Strike has delved into the gel bead blasters. Uh, Evike is, Evike is it, in California. Oh, it's California. Okay. Yeah. Um, Evike, uh, they're mainly like a big distributor of any, you know, airsoft. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And they out of darts is selling them too. Is he? Okay. True. Yeah. So, um, all right. So I just went on their webpage and they have a Nerf zombie strike brain saw blaster <laughs> on the front page. Nice. Under epic deals, how, how much? Uh, twenty bucks. That's that's the MSRP, I think. All right, so we've talked about pros <laughs> of the Dart Zone Pro. We've talked about pros about the CETA. Pros about the prophecy. I think the number one thing is the feel of the plastic, not necessarily the quality, because we've already established that it has an inherent cracking point. It's just a design issue. Yeah. Um, Customizil uh, customizability. I mean, you know, <laughs> customizability. Yeah, customizability. Uh, I guess it, it, so far at this point, I think we've talked about you know the ability to pull it out of the blaster and, and use it. But the thing about the prophecy is, it's not just a blaster; it's a whole system, ecosystem, platform that you kind of pick and choose to make it function and look the way you want. So there's the base blaster. And then there's two or three different front barrels. Right. There's uh, at least two, if not more, um, stock attachments that give you the expanded spring uh, capacity. And you got adjustable and non-adjustable yep. on those. Um, there's a couple of different foregrips now. Uh, there's the, the semi-angled one. There's the, the P90 style. There's the they straight. have 3D printed ones, too. Yeah. I've never seen them used. On a uh, prophecy, but they would fit. Yep. Um, and the other, the other cool thing about the prophecy platform is it's available in clear, blue, and smoke black, and all three are you know translucent, transparent, and every part is available in those colors. So you can do a mix match. You can do all blue. You could do. Um, you could get the clear and tint it. Um, I know they've started doing the orange talons. Have they started doing orange? Pr 
prophecy parts the, itself? No, uh, only no. the metal. Okay. So. And you can also do the internal pump grip on the prophecy and yeah. external. So that yeah, that's the front barrel. So Eric's has yep. the M, what is it? MCX, MXC? MCX kit. MCX, that's the longer one and then there's the honey badger and then I think there is a third one. Or you could also do a retaliator. Retaliator I know fits that, too. That yep. Josh, when he's working with this, this this platform, he sometimes will use a Sonic Ice um, retaliator base. Uh, he'll sometimes use a Sonic Ice front barrel. That's what I use on mine. Yeah. So, uh, and the blue of the worker prophecy stuff matches the Sonic Ice perfectly. So, uh, so there's a lot of variables and customization you can do in in that. Uh, that area of it um did we we did mention that it's not omni breach so that's a drawback right. um that's the biggest drawback well i, I don't know I, is I, it I, I still would consider the the cracking design flaw bigger than that i mean yeah the cracking is the biggest one but um, if you're gonna buy a prophecy you're gonna put short darts through it usually usually I mean, well think about uh jeremy who brought the full-length prophecy to Ion Rush? Yep, and he, well, but it he, didn't work so yeah, well. He, he's had issues with it, but I, there's something going on internally where it's not functioning properly. I mean, his isn't even hitting because his isn't really a prophecy; it's a Retalicon with the MCX barrel on it. Is it potentially a recon? It is. It, no, it's a Retalicon. He's got. I've I've seen okay. the internals. He's he did uh, similar to what we did. So I think whatever's going on in my crimson is is the same thing going on in his. I just don't know what. So, but yeah, I I don't know. Last thoughts, Eric. On all of them. It, just overall. Yeah. Hmm. I think that if I were to go in here and reach for blaster right now. I would probably go for the prophecy until it breaks. <laughs> Just because I haven't felt a dart zoom throw yet. But I also know that mine's shooting a little bit hard. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the dart zone pro on Apple um, and for lending to someone because it probably won't break. Right. Okay. Um, but, you know, until I actually fire it, yeah. Tough. I like the. I do like the dart zone. I. I. And I do like that. You do like what? I like that it has the omni breach. Yeah. I. That's I, a nice feature. A good omni breach, not like the Cita. I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I'm sold. I. I will never pursue building a prophecy, and I will never pursue picking up a Cita as long as I have this available to me. The the dart zone. Pro. You know what's another thing about it. Hmm. is these are toys so to me there's a little bit of a collecting aspect yes and i think it is kind of neat to have them like all the different ones but you know it's they're not necessarily cheap but toys aren't always cheap yeah well here's another thing you got to look at between the two do you like building them or do you just like pulling it out of the box and shooting it yeah i mean do you, it's really do you like putting things together yeah, it's a fair point. Um, I'm a bit yeah. of both. Yeah, yeah. I like the simplicity of this being designed, packaged, and you know, all one thing. Uh, but I do like the idea of custom tailoring all of the internals of a Cita or you know, an entire 
prophecy platform. So, and here's another thing though: like you're building your Retellicon, you got all the parts for it, you're modding it, but now you're having problems. Yeah, because those parts weren't built for that. Right, and that that's a that's a perfect and, example. You know, I've got two Retellicons I've built. Uh, my gear up, which functions near flawlessly, and I've got my crimson, and they have the exact same internals, the exact same springs, and I get 100 FPS out of my gear up, and I get 45 FPS out of my crimson. I, I can't explain it. I, I yeah, don't know my what, crimson's working great right now. Yeah, I don't know what doesn't the missing piece is. Hmm. So. Well, uh, I think we've said pretty much everything we need to about these. Um, uh, my mind's made up. I, I, I'm a huge fan of the Dart Zone Pro. Um, I okay. So here's here's one thing I want to add quickly. Yeah. Budget build. So the budget build is get the um, for, for highest FPS on the lowest budget. It would be thr- thrift yourself a retaliator, and start there. G- get yourself the. Uh, worker the cheapest worker pump kit that you can get they're all gonna have some sort of metal on them they have the cheapest ones about 11 um then either get a 3d printed grip or one of the injection molded worker grip you can find those for free and then the the worker internals are a couple bucks each so the sled's a couple bucks pusher the expanded plunger too um you can get away with injection molded ones for a couple bucks each Stick it in a retaliator shell. Put in all the padding that they give you. Meaning the metal um, catch. Have, uh, yes. Which is surprisingly cheap. Yeah, those are cheap too. Yeah. And uh, stick, a, stick the biggest standard length spring that you can get in there and go to town. Yeah, but then again too, I'm going to go back to you're going to start having problems. To where... But it was cheap. Yeah, it was cheap, but... You know you're and you're gonna have a lot of problems. You can upgrade from there as you go, but that'll get yeah. you that'll hit get you hitting the ground running. Probably yeah. what? Probably one forty, one fifty. You think, Eric? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. With the expanded plunger too. Yeah, that makes a big yeah, difference. Definitely. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm sold. I I am. Very... But you do need a big spring. I I did put an expanded plunger tube in um, a retaliator shell. No, uh, prophecy, but with a low power spring. And there was so much seal draft that it uh, really didn't do very well. I remember you telling you talking about that when it happened. Yeah, I think that I probably would have done better to not use their included lubricant and to try and go with like a really thin, light lubricant, like a liquid style. Hmm. So would have been the way to go. Yeah. Well, should we uh, move on to shoutouts? Do it. All right. Uh, shout out. I think I already said it, but shout out to Josh Janeway. He, he couldn't be in studio with us like we'd originally asked him if he wanted to. Um, but thanks for lending us your prophecy. Um, sorry, I had to. Yeah, thank out, you. Sorry, I had to point out to you last night as I was picking it up that it was cracked because he didn't realize. Whenever uh. I see a prophecy, that's the first thing I look for. And I was like, "Oh yeah, yours is cracked." He's like, "What? Oh man, Tim, why are you always dark in their doorsteps?" <laughs> I know, I know. So he was bumming. Um, but yeah, Josh, thanks for, uh, thanks for letting us borrow your CETA and your, uh, your prophecy. It was, uh, very good to have those in hand to talk to you. Mac, who you want to shout out? Uh, I'd say the Detroit Dart Club and you for having me here. Oh, 
thank you for joining us. It was great having you know somebody who's actually familiar with operating the the CETA platform to to talk about it. Yeah, and I already shouted out um, Aldos, so I'm gonna just say it one more time. And let me do a quick plug uh, for anybody who is a vendor uh, who wants to go to uh, Monkeytron Collective, put on uh, foam. Am I gonna say it right? Foam Fest. Foam Fest, yes. Yeah, Foam Fest. Um, they have uh, new programs for anybody who wants to have a table or do any sort of sponsorship. So check that out. Um, they opened up the spots to take sponsors and uh, attendance to FoamCon or FoamFest. <laughs> so uh, go check that out if you haven't heard about it yet. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, for Eric, Mac, and this is Tim, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks. Take care.